Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't know if you felt that, but I felt that right there. Sabbath rest. Holy rest. All out of all the days. All the days. This day is the best. Hallelujah. Oh, we serve a mighty God. We're so excited and elated at the fact that God has allowed us to come into his place of worship just one more time. Somebody wanted to be here today. Can we just put our hands together and magnify and, and just worship our God? Somebody wanted to be here today. Somebody wished they could have been here today. Somebody hoped. Somebody even planned on being here today. But we are here in the presence of a mighty and gracious God. Are you glad this morning? Amen. Anybody come to worship this morning? Anybody come to magnify the name of the Lord this morning? Oh, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. You may be seated in the presence of our mighty God. It is indeed an honor and a blessing to be in the presence of my King, my Lord, and my Savior. I want to just take a moment to welcome all of our family and friends and guests. Um, we know that this is the place to be, amen? Even when the doors are closed, this is the place to be. Amen. You will get it a little later on. Uh, but I thank God for another Sabbath day of rest, of, to be able to reflect on his greatness. Just in case somebody wondering, why do we worship on Saturday? Amen. Well, we go back to the creation story. When God created this thing in six days. And the Bible says in Genesis that on the seventh day, he rested. Amen. Anybody feel like resting today? The Bible says that he rested from all of his work and he set this day aside. Amen. The Bible says he blessed it. He sanctified it. He holy. He set it aside for a holy use. And this is the time where we come together as the people of God where, where we can just reflect on our creator. Where we can just take this opportunity. Forget about AT&T. Uh, forget about the school system. Uh, forget about all the politics that's going on and all the craziness that's happened right now. Uh, but this is a time for us to come and just give it all over to God. To give our mind, our body, our cares. We don't want to be wearing about the beans on the stove this morning. Amen. We ain't, we're not getting caught up in all that. The devil is a liar. And the truth is not in him. So we're going to just worship God today. Is that all right? We're not going to look at to the left or to the right. We're not even going to look down. We're just going to look upward and give God praise because he is worthy. He is worthy of all the praise. He is a good God. He's a mighty God. And we worship him on this beautiful Sabbath day. Amen. Let's go ahead and sing that. I feel that spirit right there.
difficult for some. I have a prayer list that we're going to be praying over. There has been a lot of loss. So I know you've been going through. But he that shall come will come and will not tarry. So we just want to worship him. We just want to magnify him. Is that all right? Oh, I love you. I want to worship. I want to worship. I want to worship you. Hey. Just wanna tell you, Lord, I love you, Lord, I love you. Hey, I love you, I love you, I need you. Hey, just wanna, just wanna, just wanna tell you. Just want to worship the Lord this morning. Hey, for he's truly worthy of all the praise. And we thank God for a beautiful Sabbath. That's why we're here. Do you feel it? Boy, I can stay here all day. <laughs> I can stay here all day, but I know you didn't come to, to just hear me sing. Come on, somebody. But we come to magnify our living king. For he's truly worthy to be praised. Again, we just want to welcome, welcome all of our family, all of our friends. We want to welcome you who are online. Thank you for stopping by and spending time with us. We just want to encourage those that are in, in our midst that we are having our summit coming up uh, on the 21st, just a few weeks away. So we want to encourage all of our youth and all of our young people and chaperones to, to be ready for that day. We know God is going to do some great things. Also, if you haven't received your concert ticket or gotten your concert ticket, you can come and see me afterwards. I can tell you how. Right. Yeah, throw that in there. Just in case you think I got it in my pocket. I'll tell you how. You can get your ticket um, to see Kalante, a, a worshiper a true worshiper. And so we want to encourage you um, as we spend this time together. At this time, just bow your heads. Let's have a word of prayer. Father God, again, we're so thankful, so honored, so blessed, so privileged to be able to come in your presence on this beautiful Sabbath day. You are so amazing. Without you, we're hopelessly lost. But with you, God, we're more than conquerors. And so we give you praise. We give you honor. And we give you glory. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.
Hallelujah. As we gather our thoughts, as we gather our thoughts, we serve a holy God. Somebody wondering why we're in here acting the way we're acting. Somebody trying to figure out why are we doing what we're doing. When you've gone through something, when you've been through something, when you look to the left, trouble. Look to the right, trouble. You look behind you, trouble. You look as far as your eyes can see, trouble. But then you looked up. Angels bow before. Heaven and earth adore. What a mighty God we serve. So that's why <laughs> we do what we do. So forgive me if I get beside myself today. I'm just so excited. Think about the goodness of Jesus and all that he has done for me. It's good to see Brother Juwan and Sister Shelby in the house with the baby. Praise God for you. Got the baby in the church. Let him get some of this. Don't make this the last time. Make this the beginning of a lifetime. We do want to remember that we have family members that we are, that have passed this week. We want to remember uh, DeMarion or the Hamilton family, the family of our very own Deacon Clifton Rackley. We want to remember uh, his nephew. We want to also remember to keep them in prayer, the family in prayer. We also want to remember the family of um, Angel and the passing of her brother. Just keep them in prayer. We also want to remember the family, the Miller family, um, who lost a family member of about a week ago. We'll be funeralizing him on this Tuesday. I want to remember the family in a very special way. We also want to remember Brother Mike Bowen um, who's battling with cancer and all those that have been battling and dealing with affliction, high blood pressure. We have, we have members in this very, very praise team that just on yesterday was in the ER. But through the grace of God, they're here today. The devil's trying to stop us. He's trying to keep us. He's trying to keep you. He's trying to keep me. So if he's fighting you, you know what he's doing over here. We got to be prayerful. Our family, our children. The Sabbath school lesson talked about the crucible. This is dangerous times that we're in. There's any, if there ever was a time for you to give your life to Jesus, today would be that day. Because the enemy is playing for keeps. But God has given us a weapon of warfare. He has given us this thing called prayer. The Bible says that prayer changes things. So we want to go before the Lord in prayer.
For those that choose to, to kneel or come close, we invite you. It's okay. But if you can just humbly bow your heads with me as we approach God's throne, it's prayer time. Let us pray. Loving Lord, our Father and our God, again, we thank you so much for what you've done, what you're doing, and what you are about to do in the lives of your children. Again, God, we recognize that it's not by power nor by might, but by your spirit, said the living God. And so as we come, Father, as humbly as we know how, with bowed heads and humble hearts, we just ask that you will forgive us of our sins. We don't want to approach you, God, without asking you to clean us up, for we can't clean ourselves. Or get behind our ears that we can hear you clearly. Father, get the Holy Ghost soap and wash our mouths out, oh God, that when we speak to you, it would be clean. Father, clean our hearts that as we come to you, Father God, we'll come with sincerity and, and true love. So as we gather, oh God, we ask that you will cover this place. Thank you for what has transpired in here thus far. But as we seek to go higher in you, Jesus, we're asking to remember our family and friends that have lost loved ones this week and the few weeks ago, oh God. We're asking that you will cover those families today, oh God. We're asking that you will use this as an opportunity to show yourself strong. Somebody in the family may not know you. Somebody in the family may not have a connection with you. Use this, oh God to draw them to your throne. We're asking, oh God, that you will cover the Hamilton family. We ask, oh God, that you will be with uh, Sister Angel, oh God. We ask that you will be, uh, Father God, with the Miller family. Cover Brother Mike today, oh God. Mike Bowen, who is battling with cancer. And all of those that have been stricken by this horrible disease. We know, oh God, that sin is the ultimate disease. But you have a remedy for that, so I know you have a remedy for cancer. So, Father, do what you do. Clean us up, oh God. Create in all of us a clean heart and renew the right spirit within us. Let your Shekinah glory fall today, oh God. Take us to that new place. Take us into that new dimension. We've got comfortable in the old. You're trying to do something new. Help us to walk by faith and not by sight, believing in you even when we can't trace you. And we know, oh God, that you will not take us somewhere that you have not already been. So do what you do today, oh God. Be with this service. Be with our families that are in these pews today. Go through each aisle, each seat, each choir member, each praise team leader, and touch them right now in the name of Jesus. Be with our musicians, oh God. Touch them right now. Touch them right now, Jesus. You know their circumstances. And how challenging it was to just be here today. Cover us and keep us, we pray. And we will be ever so mindful to give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Let the people of God say amen and amen again. Amen. At this time... We're blessed to have young people in the church that want to serve for the Lord. Amen. I 
Glad to see the, the fields, the children of ushering on post, amen. And Chanel, look at her block in the middle. Right now we have Sister Kennedy who is on our stewardship team. Amen. Give her amen as she comes. Happy Sabbath, church. Happy Sabbath. I am Kennedy Meredith, and I am your youth correspondent for the stewardship team. Amen. Church, I have to admit something. So, the last few months, I did what a lot of your kids and a lot of kids across the country have done. I begged for a dog. <laughs> we already have a dog, but I wanted my own dog. I was like, parents, mom, dad, please, I want my own dog. So they got me a dog. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why they got me a dog, but now I have a dog. Now I have the responsibility of taking care of him. Amen. I have to give my time to him, got to love on him, give him hugs and kisses. Yeah. I have to give my treasures to him. I have to share my room. <laughs> I have to give money, put money towards his food, his doctor's visits. And it had me thinking, was I being a good steward by doing that? Mm. Come on now. And I realized that some of our youth, our young people, even me, I thought I had nothing to give. I thought that you could really only be a steward when you walk into the church doors. But then I realized that by doing the simple things, by smiling at people, by walking down the road, by listening to my parents, mm -hmm. I was being a good steward. Mm -hmm. So I want to encourage every child, everyone, to just try to open and broaden your minds. Spread stewardship. Amen. Just smile at people. Amen. May the deacons please come forward. Amen. 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 pray over the offering you would take today. In Jesus' name, thank you so much for letting us all be able to be here. God, please bless the offering taking your name. Please let it be used for you and for your will. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
Thank you. Then she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the afflictions of your maidservant and remember me and not forget your maidservant, but will give your maidservant a male child, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life, and no razor shall come upon his head. Now Hannah spoke in her heart, only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore, Eli thought she was drunk. But Hannah answered and said, No, my Lord, I am a woman of sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor intoxication drink, but have poured out my soul before the Lord. Verse 17, then Eli answered and said, go in peace. And the God of Israel grant your petition which you have asked of him. Amen. Then they rose early in the morning and worshiped before the Lord and returned and came to their home or their house in Ramah. And Elkanai knew Hannah, his wife, and the Lord remembered her. Verse 20 all together. So it came to pass in the process of time that Hannah conceived and bore a son and called his name Samuel, saying, Because I have asked for him from the Lord. Amen. Today I want us to just talk on the Lord give Lord give me that I may give back to you. Father God, again, we thank you for hearing and answering our prayers. Thank you for covering us and keeping us in the midst of the reading. Now, as we go into thy word, speak to us through thy word. Let us not leave here the same way we came. I must now decrease that the word of God may increase into your hands. I commit my spirit in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. Pretty lengthy reading. I had thought to take us through the end of 1 Samuel chapter 1. Um, uh, there's just eight more verses. I think we could have made it. Uh, but I believe that God has a message for us in the verses and even through this whole chapter um, that is laid before us. I am excited at the story of Hannah. Um, I'm thrilled at the, the idea that God would even give us the story of, of such a situation, of such a, um, some would say a problem, um, as we look at Hannah's um, circumstances. 
You know, all, all, all she wanted was a child. Uh, that's what one would think. That all Hannah wanted um, was, a, was a son. But if I can just set the stage for you, as we've just read, we know that uh, back in, in, in Bible times, if you will, and, and this culture that we're speaking of, um, having two wives was not an abnormal thing. Uh, this was a common practice uh, for a man to have more uh, than one wife. Now, I, I know, husbands, that your wife wouldn't go for that. Um, and I'm not just saying that because I know my wife wouldn't go for that. But I know that we're living in a time where um, having more than one spouse, uh, man, can be, especially for those who checking account is set up the way mine is. <laughs> but, but this was a common practice uh, for men to have more uh, than, one, than one wife. And as the story is laid out, as the story is unfolding, we see here that, that God has shut up Hannah's womb. Uh, uh, there was no bearing. I mean, there was, there was no children given unto her. Uh, uh, there was no, no way, no how. It wasn't like Sarah who was um, uh, up in her 90s and her womb was, no, 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 no. Hannah uh, uh, was a young, if you will. But the Bible says her womb was closed. It wasn't that she had encountered some type of illness or some type of sickness. It wasn't that Hannah um, had injured herself. Uh, the Bible says that God shut it down. And as I look at the story of Hannah and ask the question, what does Hannah have to do with me? What does Hannah's story have to do with me? And so as we go a little closer here and we understand and realize that, that this was not an abnormal situation here, uh, but to think of another woman in the same house with you who is having baby after baby after baby, after baby. And not only that, but every time you find yourself in the kitchen together, she's making some type of noise. Oh, he just kicked. Uh, 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 and, and as they move throughout the house and move throughout their apartment, uh, uh, oh, oh, man, uh, he moved again. And this type of situation is what was taking place in the house. And Hannah, while we say um, she wanted a child, I would like to believe not only did Hannah want a child, but I would like to believe that Hannah was also tired of the ridicule. That, 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 that in her prayer to God, that it wasn't just a prayer for a son. But it was a prayer to take away 
the anguish. A prayer to take away the scorn. A prayer to take away all of the shysty looks that she gets as she goes to the market. And, and all of the women in the community know that, Har- that's, that, that Hannah is barren. Oh, 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 it's no secret as she goes to the marketplace. Oh, it's no secret as she goes out to do laundry as the neighbors are looking oh, over, over the brick wall. Uh, uh, there Hannah is. I mean, I can just imagine, Elder, I wasn't there, but, but just knowing how children can be. Uh, there that woman is, that woman can't have any children. They probably even made songs up about Hannah and no children. And Hannah now is in a place where she's where she where she realized that 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 no matter how 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 she cried and and, and, and no matter how painful things were, she never gave up on God. And then I stopped right there. I said, okay, I get it now, God. So when I asked the question, what does Hannah life have to do with me? Well, there it is right there. Somebody is having a tumultuous time right now. Somebody is having an experience right now where it feel, you feel as if you're all alone. You feel as if you're all by yourself. Nobody knows your story but you. Nobody's experiencing the pain that you're experiencing. No one is understanding the devastation that you are going through right now. Well, let me help you out this morning. Hannah's story reminds us that no matter how the trouble shows up, no matter how the problem presents itself, never forget where God is in your story. Never lose sight that no matter how unbearable the burden may be, no matter how heavy the load may be, never give up on God. And so we find Hannah at this point. Now Hannah is on her way to Shiloh every year. This is a very special time uh, 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 for, for uh, 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 Elkanah as he, as he makes his way uh, here to Shiloh. You see, you have to understand that, that uh, Elkanah is a very prominent man. You see, he's from a very, a very rich lineage. And so it's not, it's not abnormal for him now uh, as he makes his way to Shiloh year after year because this is a time for this here young ruler to show off or to flex, if you will, all of his women and, 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 and all of his children. But the Bible says that he loved Hannah more. And in Elkanah's mind, although Hannah wasn't able to bear any children, that's not, that's all right, Hannah. I need you to understand that I love you more than Peniah. I care more about you. I, I, I will do whatever you want me to do. So as he makes they make their way to Shiloh, the Bible tells us that now Hannah goes to the temple. Uh, Hannah goes to the temple and the text says, there it is right there. Hannah is on her knees in prayer and Hannah is, 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 is praying, uh, uh, Lord, 
I know you hear me. Lord, I know you understand. Uh, Lord, I've heard it time and time again that your eyes are on the sparrow, so I know that you're watching over me. I've heard it time and time again from Sabbath school all the way up, from cradle roll all the way up um, to adult Sabbath school. I've heard it said that you will never leave me and you will never forsaken me. I've heard my grandmother talk about a God that will put no more on us than what we can bear. But Lord, right now, I, I feel the weight of this thing. I feel the pressure. The walls are closing in. I can't breathe right now, God. I just need some relief from my circumstances right now. I can just hear Hannah as she's praying, although she's praying earnestly. The Bible says that her lips were moving, but she wasn't saying a word. So where now Eli spots this young woman off in the cut, spots this young woman off on, in the side, and she's praying, and he approaches her and asks her the craziest, well, why are you drunken up in here? How is it, if you will, can I, can I just get 2022? How is it that you can come to the house of the Lord intoxicated and have the audacity to get on your knees at the altar and pray? Now, I don't know about you, but I figure if someone comes in here intoxicated and they have a desire to pray, uh, uh, you know, I, I don't think that it's my position to stop them from praying to God. If anything, my family, we ought to get on our knees and wrap our arms around the brother or the sister and pray right along with them. As a matter of fact, when you hurt, I ought to hurt. When you cry, I ought to cry. So Hannah's praying. Hannah's in a very deep place. She can't get she can't get Panai out of her head. This woman, uh, you know, just 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 keep nagging at me. And this had to be a very godly woman. I know I I, I know you know I'm kind of going above and beyond, but 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 Hannah had to be a very godly woman because sister, let's be real up in here. Some of y'all, if not all of y'all, would have said something. Maybe even snatched out a couple tracks. Maybe even yanked out a couple. Oh, 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 yeah, come on now. Don't look at me like you know Jesus. You and Jesus been hanging out since birth. Come on now. You would have said something to by now. But Hannah, the Bible says, the sister never said a word. She never complained to her husband. She never retaliated. She never, she never took one of the, 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 the little children and popped him upside the head as he You know, come on now. She, she, she showed love every step of the way. And now she's at a point, a breaking point, if you will, where the burden is so heavy. Now she goes to God in prayer. 
so the first thing I want us to see is that Hannah's desperate circumstances, she was in a very, very bad place. Uh, uh, this was something that Hannah had to live with not just one year. The Bible says that Paniah was having children after children after children. And it takes nine months to have just one of them. At least nine months. And so this was an ongoing situation that Hannah was enduring. And I'm like, Lord, why, 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 why? That's what we say sometimes. And I'm taken back to the message of why not you? If, if, if there was anybody that I can use to show the side of my character, why not you? Why not use you to show the wicked world how much of a loving God I am? Why not use you to show a neighbor down the street how forgiving I am? Why not use you to show a sinner that God's grace is sufficient? Why, why not use you and your marriage or your relationship or your circumstance to let a dying world know of that there will be a day when Jesus will crack the sky? Why not use you? Why, why not you, Hannah? Or why not use you and your barrenness? Because you need to understand that while Hannah was having her situation going on, the Bible, which is not going in, and you got to read it, that, that, that Paniah had some issues as well. The Bible, Hannah, is now at the altar. She's praying. Eli, Eli comes to her and shares with her, uh, uh, why aren't you drunk? Uh, uh, hold on, Eli, time out. I, I'm not drunk. I need you to understand that there is something going on, uh, 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 some devastation that is taking place. A situation in my life is unfolding. It's happening right before my end. Matter of fact, it's been going on for years, Eli, and I can't take it no more. And I'm just simply asking God to give me a son. That's all I'm asking for. If, if you give me a son, then they won't talk about me no more. If you give me a son, then they won't look at me shysty-eyed no more. If I just had a son, then maybe, just maybe, I will feel some self-worth. Because right now I feel so low in my spirit. I feel so outcast. I feel so all alone. And if I had a son then maybe, just maybe, I can smile again. Because right now, I don't feel like smiling. Smiling is not my friend. Uh, being joyful is not something that I aspire to do uh, on this day. Uh, uh, being excited about life uh, is not something that I wish to indulge in. Uh, I just need a son. Now, Eli understands. You know, sometimes... When you talk to people long enough and they begin to share their story with you, if you listen long enough, not only will you be able to hear their passion, you will be able to feel their passion. Eli, Eli shares with Hannah 
And, and so Eli said to her, uh, after he said, how long will you be drunk? Put your wine away from you. But Hannah answered and said, no, my Lord, I am a woman of sorrowful spirit. I have not drinking neither wine nor intoxication, but I'm pouring my heart out to my God. I'm telling my God uh, how hurt I am and how bad I feel and how I feel like I'm just going to break at the next time I see this woman. I'm just pouring my heart out. So don't think of me as being a wicked woman or a wicked person. Don't think of me as being something of an outcast. So Eli answered her and said, go in peace. And the God of Israel will grant your petition which you have laid before him. Notice there was no conversation. Eli experienced something in that conversation that they had. Eli didn't respond back. He didn't ask any questions. He didn't dig any deeper. He simply said, I need you to just go now. Because just your explanation alone has spoken even to my heart. And if it spoke to my heart, surely, surely it spoke to the heart of God. The Bible says that Hannah leaves. Hannah goes out and the Bible says that Eli, I mean Hannah and, and Elkanah knew each other. And the Bible says that she conceived and had a son. She conceived and had a son. This is the clincher right here. Because now she has had the son. She fed the son. She talked with him. She, she tickled his little toes. Rubbed his little nose together just looking like your daddy just so excited. Changing his little diaper. She just, oh, I've got a son. And she's just so excited. But now, four years later, it's time to honor the vow. I get it. I know you're thinking, how can this woman just give her son up like that? But I want us, number two, I want us to, to see that Hannah... Uh, cast herself on the Lord's mercy, and she knew what she was doing. You see, Hannah, 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 she in Shiloh, uh, she made this journey for for for, for the annual feast, and she, uh, 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 she she was in distress, and she was praying. Uh, uh, the Bible says her lips was moving, but nothing is coming out. She's praying inwardly. She's pouring out her heart to the Lord. Have we trials and temptations? Is there trouble anywhere? We should never be discouraged. Just take it to the Lord in prayer. She makes this vow. And as a Nazarite vow, it's a Nazarite vow. This, 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 is, this, this, this vow right here, we can go back to Numbers chapter 6. Uh, do you know uh, what she says? It takes your breath away. She's saying, Lord, give me a son. You understand that all of us here perfectly understand why Hannah is praying for this son. Embarrassment. 
degrading thoughts and spirits. And she says here in verse 11, uh, uh, look at my afflictions. Remember me and not forget your servant. She seems to be quoting from Exodus chapter 3 when God says he remembered the afflictions of the Israelites. Remember my afflictions. Remember my pain, God. Remember the destruction, oh God. Remember the hurt, God. Uh, don't look beyond all of the hurt and the, and, and, and the abuse that I received. Lord, don't bypass me. Don't overlook me, God. Don't overlook me, Jesus. And so God remembers the afflictions. He says, uh, she says, uh, we'll be citing this passage. Lord, you are the kind of God that looks on people affliction. That's the kind of God we serve. A God that looks at our hurt and sees our hurt and understands our hurt. And I don't know about you, but I've been in situations where I've, I've been hurt. I've been in situations where I've, I've, I felt all alone. And I can remember praying this kind of prayer. You see, this isn't your, your normal bless the food prayer. This is a prayer of anguish. A prayer of, of, of a final plea. Lord, if you don't do it today, I don't know if I'm going to see tomorrow. If you don't show up now, Jesus, I, I really can't say that tomorrow is promised me because I can't take it no more. And the Bible says that God honors. But let me ask you this question. What are you willing to give? Hannah said, if you give me this son, I'll give him back. I'll give him back. The Bible says, let me finish up here. Then they rose early in the morning and worshiped before the Lord and returned to the home, to their home in Ramah. And Elkanah knew Hannah, his wife, and the Lord remembered her. So it came to pass in the process of time that Hannah conceived and bore a son and called his name Samuel, saying, because I have asked for him from the Lord. And now the man Elkanah and all his house went up to offer to the Lord the yearly sacrifice and honored the vow. Now, if I can put a pen right there, because not one time throughout this passage, I'm going to hit my last point and I'm going to shut it down. Not one time uh, uh, through this passage, fellas, uh, uh, men, uh, 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 if you will, uh, uh, where, where, um, where uh, Elkanah was brought into the conversation of giving up his son from the woman whom he loved so much. There's no mention uh, uh, where, where Elkanah was in the conversation. Hannah just took him and rolled out. His only son from her. Yes, he had other sons, but this one was special. This one is from the one whom he loved the most, the Bible says. 
the one who he sought highly for uh, of, uh, who will give double, I will give you a double portion, whatever you need. But then you take my son and offer him up. Which speaks to, here we go, just how much he loved Hannah. I love you enough. If you made a vow to the Lord to give our son up, I love you so much, I'm not going to get in the way of that. How much do you love your spouse? Or better yet, how much do you love the Lord? Do you love him enough to give up everything for? Do you love him enough to put all of your stuff aside and say, Lord, that's not important. This job, not important. Even my relationship with my wife, God, I cannot put her before you. Because without you, there would be no her. Last point. I want us to see that Hannah realizes that God's purpose are greater than hers. Hannah, Hannah realized that it doesn't matter. What God has for me is greater than what I could do for myself. And the truth of the matter is, sometimes God allow us, allow us to find ourselves in these type of situations where we can't go left, we can't go right, we can't do this, we can't. It seems like every door is shut. That's because God wants you to turn around and see him. Because you're looking everywhere but him. So he shuts it down. He put us all in this place. But we all need him. And so she finds herself in trouble and she pours out her heart and soul to the Lord. But she comes to the point when she realizes that God's purpose is greater than hers. It's four years later when the little boy is weaned. So she goes to Shiloh. She fulfills her vow. And some of us, we, like I said earlier, we say, how is it that she can just walk away from her son? Because she's remembering her vow to God. She leaves a four-year-old boy in the temple in Shiloh in the care of Eli and his two sons. Now, get it. Eli is a, a great guy. I think Eli was a a good role model. But there must have been something deeper going on for even Eli to receive the child. Eli didn't rebuttal. Elkanah didn't rebuttal. The sons didn't rebuttal. It was as if God had laid it all out. What am I saying? I know you're having a difficult I know you're having it rough, but I need you to understand that what you're going through, God has already laid it out. That's why God said we can rejoice when we find, our, when we find ourselves in diverse situations, when temptation shows up, when drama shows up. He says rejoice 
Don't rejoice because you're in the situation. I'm not rejoicing because I broke my arm or I broke my leg. I'm not rejoicing uh, uh, because my children are acting one way or the other. No, I'm rejoicing because I know that my breakthrough is coming, that God is going to do something great. I'm rejoicing because I serve a God that is able to bring us through all of this. I'm rejoicing because I know that greater is he that is in me, is greater than he that is in the world. I'm rejoicing because I understand and know uh, that God will not put no more on me than what I'm able to handle. I'm rejoicing because I know uh, that brighter days will come, uh, that trouble don't last always. I'm rejoicing uh, because I recognize and I realize uh, that one day all of this uh, is going to be in the sweet by and by. I'm rejoicing. Why am I rejoicing? I'm rejoicing because God is faithful. God is true uh, that I can call on him morning, noon, and night. I'm rejoicing because I realize uh, that God is able to do all things. Uh, why am I rejoicing? I'm rejoicing because God is the author and finisher of my faith. Uh, I'm rejoicing because no temptation is greater. There's nothing that can happen to me unless God deems it so. There is nothing that can happen that God, ha, if he don't put his stamp of approval on it, it's not going to happen. So whatever you're going through, Hannah's, whatever you're experiencing right now, God has already thought that thing out and thought it through. That God has already weighed it out. That's why we can come and rejoice and just praise the Lord like we done lost our mind because I'm not worried about what happened yesterday. I'm not even tripping on what's happening right now and I ain't even thinking about a, about a tomorrow. Why? Because I'm just magnifying, oh, magnify the Lord with me uh, and let us exalt his name together because he's worthy to be praised. He's worthy. Every day of our lives. So come what may, trust him when you can't trace him. Believe him when believing is unbearable. And hold on even if you got to holler. Don't let go. Don't give in. Trust him in the midst of it all. Because, Lord, you give to me so I can give it back to you. There may be somebody here today that want to give their life to God. God gave to you. He's asking for you to give it back to him. We've walked away from him. We've turned our backs on him. We've done all kinds of things, and yet God is still there. God is still here. And I cannot close our time together without making this available to the body of Christ. We're looking to have a baptism this month. We have a couple already lined up, and I know there are more to come. And if you want to be a part of that baptism, I need you to just raise your hand. Just let me see your hand. If you're ready, you need to be baptized. You want to make your calling and election sure. You're ready to be re-baptized. You know, 2020 
I know we're in 2022, but some of us are still staggering from 2020. Some of us are still, still dealing with the effects of 2020. 2020 came along and it just shut the church down. It just wrecked the homes. It did a lot of damage. And maybe your spiritual walk has, was hit by it as well. Well, I want to make this available unto you. If you're looking for a reconnection, you want to be recommitted, you need to be rebaptized. I would ask that you would just raise your hand and we'll see to it that that takes place. Is there one? You may be looking for a church home. Maybe, maybe you've been baptized. Maybe, maybe just looking for a place to call home and you've been coming to this place of worship and, and you like what you experience. You feel the love. You enjoy the worship and the preaching and the teaching and just the fellowship. And, and now you're looking to plant your feet. You're looking to make Tabernacle of Praise your home. I just ask you to raise your hand. Is there one? You're looking for a church home. If you just want God to do something special in your life, you've been going through some things, you've been having some difficult days and months and years, and you're just looking for God to just take you to that next level. If you want God to take you to that next level, I just ask that you would stand on your feet. Is there one? Is there one? Father God, again, we thank you once again for allowing us to gather in this place of worship. Father, we look at the life of Hannah and we see, oh, how, how you used her to show us that we can still hold on even if we got a holler. Even if the tears flow, we can still hold on to you. So we thank you today, oh God. We bless you for what you've done, what you're doing what you're about to do. We thank you even for our online guests, our family, our friends. Thank you so much for being with us, leading us every step of the way. In Jesus' name we pray. Let the people of God say amen. Can we put our hands together and worship God in this place? Can we worship God in this here place? another amen. Thank you for that, for that message, Pastor. Message of faith. Hold on, even if you got to holler, you got to hold on to God's unchanging hand. I'm going to remember that. Amen. Amen. Let's stand as we are. Give our benediction. ushers will usher us out. Father God, truly, you are in this place, Father. We're thankful, Father, for the message of faith today, Lord, that we will hold on to your unchanging hand. Now unto him that is able to keep us from falling, Lord, and to present us faultless before your grace and to your glory, the only wise God, the glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forevermore, and the church said together, amen and amen.